Welcome to the Rizan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 22. I'm Joel Payne from Resound Worship. I'm Sam Hargreaves from EngageWorship.org. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song, This Is Amazing Grace, reviewing the September Liturgy Challenge, and setting a new challenge for October, whilst also responding to your tweets, posts, and emails. Sam, welcome to episode 22. Thanks, Joel. Nice to be here. It's lovely to have you as always. Um, what have you been up to for the last month? Uh, well, last week I was in Cumbria um, talking to a load of um, heads, uh, head teachers from schools in the Diocese of Carlisle, which is really good. I was quite nervous t- teaching, talking to a load of uh, head teachers, but mm. they were really lovely. And we Did talked they look about, stern um, at any stage or just sort of... No, they didn't. Stern they were but just, kind. No, just kind. And... Um, <laughs> They, we talked about whole life worship and outdoor worship and applying all of that in primary schools and they were yeah they were they were you know really encouraging so I was really pleased with that um, we also uh, we run a part of the Engage Worship website called Area 52 mm-hmm. which um, follows the lectionary so we we provide creative worship resources for each week of the, week of the lectionary and we've been doing a um, crowdfunding project, which we've raised uh, nearly two and a half thousand pounds, which we're really excited Brilliant. about. And uh, then yesterday we had a bunch of creative people come. So we had Bob Hartman and Dave Hopwood and a bunch of other sort of friends or connections um, come to our house. And we talked about launching into the next year of the lectionary. So that'll start uh, at the end of November. Uh, brilliant. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. So we so far we've had a lot of, great i mean bob's done a lot and dave's done a lot of kind of poems and scripts and written stuff but we had musicians and artists and um techie people who make things on laptops and and so we're hoping that the range of material we have next year is going to be much greater sounds like your kind of dream gathering that particular lineup it pretty much was yeah it was it was really good fun yesterday we had a good time um and then i've also been meeting with this guy um from um cambodia who's yeah. been in um he's come over with uh his brother-in-law for a month to our church uh to kind of observe the british church and so i've been meeting him with him once a week and he really wanted to write some songs and he'd never written any worship songs before so we kind of talked about how he gets started and then i sort of set him some challenges and he's come back each week with a with a new you know song that we've been working on together so that's that's been really good too nice one um well, I've been on holiday. Lovely. Which is very nice. Um, six adults to one toddler. It's oh. Like the, it's like the golden ratio. That sounds perfect. It means if you divide up the amount of time he's awake during the day, <laughs> it's two hours each. <laughs> it's so Were you good. missing him by the end? Oh, yeah, I was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Really nice. Beautiful. There we were in Spain on the on the coast. Really lovely. Um, and then apart from that, getting back, doing some more stuff for the uh, celebration event on the 15th of October. Um, and we just had an email from Songs of Praise to say that they, they definitely want to come and film. So that's pretty oh, exciting. Um, yeah, we so took, just remind, just in case people are listening for the first time, remind them what that is on the So 15th. that's uh, 15th of October, 10 till 4, All Souls Langer Place in London. And it's a celebration of 50 years 
of song and hymn writing that begins with Youth Praise in 1966, which is this groundbreaking new hymn book for young people, mm-hmm. um, and then went on into several publications and then formed Jubilate, and out of that came Resound Worship, and we are where we are today. So we're going to have, yeah. we're gathering everyone from Michael Bourne who who made Youth Praise happen through to yeah. young, youngsters like us, and, uh, and, and even much younger <laughs> than us, we're not that young anymore but much younger than us as well. So it's going to be really cool. Loads of music, new songs, old songs. You're leading, aren't you? are doing some stuff with a yeah. band and orchestra. and Yeah. It's going to be superb. So that's really good. It's going good. to be really good. I don't know what's going to happen with the TV cameras coming. I'm a little bit nervous. I haven't yet spoken. I had an email. I haven't spoken to the guy. So, um, But I think it's too late for it to, for them to sort of take over. So I think we'll be, I think it'll be good. Yeah. That'd be great. It's a good event. And I, we would love to meet some 12-song challengers. So mm. if, you, if you're around on the 15th and you can come, £10 a ticket, um, and uh, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to get a few of you together because people have been mixing and mingling on the forum. Um, yeah. And how nice it'd be to meet in real life. Absolutely. So I've been working on that. And also we had our Jubilate AGM this week. So Jubilate, they're, they're the, um, the hymn writing organisation out of which we grew. They've, they've mm. backed us and supported us over the last 10 years, haven't they? Yeah, and so that's a great event. I love it because you get these luminaries of British hymn writing in the room. So people like Chris Idle and Martin mm-hmm. Leckerbush, and they're amazing, amazing guys. And um, they've basically—it was a really important day because they've backed our new plan to kind of to turn charitable. So we talked a little <laughs> bit about this last time, didn't we? That we're yeah. we're developing this new charity, the Song and Hymn Writers Foundation, and it's going to be all about working with songwriters from the grassroots right upwards. And focusing on quality and um, and content and encouragement and, and all sorts of things, running workshops and courses and, and other stuff. Um, so very exciting. And, and we had the first gathering of our new trustees for that as well. It's so good getting getting trustees together, a new bunch of people who share our passion and have yeah. come on board um, to be part of that. So we launched that on the 15th, um, which is brilliant. Um, what else have I done? I'm in loads actually. I just it was, feels very busy and a really good. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but when a really good mixing session with Matt Osgood, we just sat and <laughs> went through mixing a song and kind of looking at how we both did different things. And I found it so helpful. And it sort of reignited my my joy of mixing. I'd got a bit bored of it. I was just kind of just record the tracks, turn them up, and and press you know press send. Um, I really enjoyed it. So I've been playing that quite a lot. And we've got a new song by a guy called Chris Juby which we're actually going to preview at the end of this episode. Oh. And, um, yeah, I've just been applying it a bit more, you're just taking a bit more care and time. And actually, I think we've come up with a track which sounds really kind of um, bright and poppy and contemporary. And um, we've got Tom Holmes, who's the uh, worship pastor at St. Michael of Belfry in York, to oh, sing great. it for us, which is really, oh, very great. kind of him. So that's dead exciting. Um and then apart from that, I'm just looking forward to buying a new guitar. So we're going to go, I think we're going to go guitar shopping, aren't we, Sam? That'd be great, yeah. I hope so. I, that's one of my favourite things to do. Unfortunately, my, my, my tailor of 20 years or so was, somebody helped themselves to it. That's very sad. It is really, yeah, it is very sad, actually. Um, should we have a moment's silence we, yeah, on okay, the podcast just for, just for your for, guitar? For the tailor. That's... Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> um, yeah, but it does mean, you know, insurance money coming through, hopefully, and uh, you get the chance to go and get another guitar and, you know, maybe a little upgrade and so on. So I'm quite excited about that. So if anybody awesome. wants to email or tweet us and uh, say what sort of guitar you think I should get, um, I would or a great guitar shop or 
or you happen to be a guitar a luthier uh, do you say yeah. luthier or luthier luthier luthier, and uh, you want, luthier I would luthier, say and you want to make me a guitar then all of these things are I'm open to in many cool. ways shall we move on shall we do some, shall we yeah. get some correspondence we had a um, we haven't heard a lot actually this last month but we did have a tweet from Premiere and uh, to tell us that we have been shortlisted in the Premier New Media Awards. Whoop, whoop. Do you know what the Premier New Media Awards are, Sam? Yeah, because we won one before. We did. Do you not remember? Yeah, I do, I do. I, I was got... setting you up to tell us. Okay, that. sorry. I thought you actually didn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to the thing once. You get, um, well, we've got a lump of perspex that's sitting on my shelf. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I guess people, some people kind of struggle with awards. And I, you know, I don't think they're the be all and end all at all, but it's... I guess it's nice to uh, recognise, you know, where people are doing things well. And I think, you know, I remember the, the year that we were um, we won last time where there was some really great charities and things that were also in the in the in the running. So it's worth sort of celebrating them, I think. Yeah. Well, we are we're in the best new or redesigned website category. Mm-hmm. So we have a redesigned website by our great friend Kieran, who runs Ascent Creative, who also does he does your he does engage as well, doesn't he? He does, yeah, he's a genius. He is a genius and he does Jubilate. If anyone wants, if anyone wants website stuff, ascentcreative.co.uk. Yeah. And he's the nicest guy at possibly actually the nicest guy in the world. In the world, yeah. Literally, possibly in that, the world. That award we should Is there we a reward for that? Probably. <laughs> nicest web designer. Yeah. Um well I'll tell you what there isn't an award for. Because uh, I looked through the list and there's all sorts of things. There wasn't a podcast of the year category. Really? Yeah. So I reckon we should get our listeners to, can you tweet or email Premiere and say, mm. why haven't you got a podcast of the year category? Because then I could nominate, well, you don't have to nominate us, but you know, <laughs> but it would be else. good actually, because it's all about using new media for, for different ways of um, of doing ministry. Um, mm. And there's a blog, but there isn't a podcast. So Interesting. Maybe next time. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. We'll let you know. Um, if we win the award and we, we're off to the Bahamas for a few weeks, uh, we'll skip the next, <laughs> the next podcast. It's time to dissect a classic. Dissect a classic. And this week we are going to... We, well, we're going bang up to date. We are going to dissect This Is Amazing Grace by uh, Phil Wickham, Josh Farrow and Jeremy Riddle. Um, now it's in, worth saying with this one this is a new classic it's only a few years old um, mm-hmm. and um, but it has made it right into the middle of the UK's CCLI top 25 so I think they and must we have don't, recently updated it yeah we don't take you know new songs that quickly do we if no we're very the, very we said before if you look at the American top 25 they're, they're pretty much all up to date the last sort of five years ten years or so Whereas ours really spans um, quite a, a you know a, a broad range and doesn't tend to have newish songs in it that much. No, that's right. So this one has has flown in there. So it's been very wi- widely sung, and it means you probably you may well be singing it in your church. Um, so uh, we're going to have a little look at it, and um, as always, I try to do some digging around and. Um, I found a little interview a, that you can probably, if you Google it, it's a little YouTube interview with Phil Wickham talking about it. And he says it's a song that he and his mate Josh wrote together. And it just kind of sat as, as a kind of an MP3 demo for year, actually years. Well, they didn't really know what to do with it. I think they had a bit of a chorus and some stuff. And then somehow Jeremy Riddle at Bethel got hold of it and got in touch and said, do you mind if I rewrite the verses? So he did. 
and um then this is the song that we have today um hmm. and it's it's quite a funny video actually because at one point phil says he kind of says you know well, so what's the song about and in summarizing the song what he actually does is just literally reads the lyrics <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's about it's basically about amazing grace and unfailing love you know how god took our place and the, you know it's about how he's the king above all kings and leaves us <laughs> breathless in awe and wonder and that's <laughs> so it's Good insight. Good insight there. If you weren't sure what it was about, um, <laughs> I did discover also in my research that in in leading this in my church, I've been getting the tune wrong for uh, <laughs> for eight for months. So they're all very, they're very nice. No one ever comes and tells me when I'm getting the tune wrong. They just sort of gradually adapt. I think so. I will. Yeah. <laughs> so let me let's see. What do I think works? I, I picked two things out. One is the uh, the structure of the verses, which is this question and answer thing, which I think is quite similar I, I maybe um who's jeremy riddle wrote these so maybe he's even taken that structure i think from psalm 24 where it has that question answer who is he this king of glory he is the lord mighty mm. in battle and he's got who breaks the power whose love is mighty the king of glory who shakes the whole earth etc the king of glory keeps returning to this same line um and that's stru- any verse which has a structure that you can see is is often just a solid verse yeah. to sing because it stops it from meandering, and this song could be me, it could yeah. meander because it lists quite a lot of stuff, but it it's got a structure encapsulating that, which I think gives it some strength. Um, and then the second thing is the the chorus, um, the way that the whole line instead of starting on the word this, going kind of one, two, three, four, this is amazing grace, which you might yeah. do. It shifted the whole line. So this is amazing as a run-up to the word grace. And it's grace that you land on effectively on the first beat of the chorus. And then this is unfailing. This is unfailing. Love. You land on love. Mm-hmm. And it, what it means is you can actually you almost take those words away. And you've just got grace, mm. love, place, cross, life, free. And they're all strong words. And, and it, all of it, you hear that list of words, it just makes you think yeah. of Jesus. Because that, those are all words that y- you know exactly what it's saying, um, and I think it's a good, um, it's a good way of actually making it quite catchy. Because every little lead-in thing, this is amazing, builds a bit of tension, and then Grace lands it. And building tension and landing it is such a strong device in songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's something you could learn from just thinking about the, the different lines you've got. Um, and we found this on the forum, I think, sometimes when we're looking at some of the things the 12 Song Challengers have done. Um, just occasionally saying, how about shifting your line, either backwards or forwards, so that you land in a different place? And sometimes you just need someone mm. to say that, and it unlocks a whole whole new yeah. way of doing it. So there you go. It's my couple of points. That's good. Yeah, I, I was just thinking um, about particularly the beginning of the second verse. Um, some really strong lines there, really strong imagery. Who brings our chaos back into order? I get... I, um, that sort of sense of genesis you know god creating order from chaos and and, but then you know applying that to our own lives um and then the the next line who makes the orphan a son and daughter i think that's a really strong new testament image of us being adopted by god um it's one that krish kandaya talks about his with his charity home for good which is literally you know Mm. about fostering and adopting um children who don't have parents but he also talks about the fact that you know this is a a biblical image that we don't often use in our presentations of the gospel or our talk about what it means to be saved is actually that we are you know brought into God's family so that it's made so explicit um I think is a really a really strong a really strong line there mm. 
Do you think that's because in you know in days past and cultures past, the chances of your needing to be adopted were much higher? There's just such a higher mortality mm-hmm. rate, a lot more war. I mean, it depends where you're listening to this, and I know it's not, but certainly, you know, in the in the UK, um, certainly there are children who and plenty who need adopting. But maybe it was just much more commonplace. So you could really understand it because and being adopted by your you know your kinsman redeemer your uncle or your you know all sorts of things like that is that why it's fallen out of vogue maybe yeah i probably but i also think it's the way that we present the gospel as in you have this personal debt of sin and that is wiped away and then you cross a bridge so that i think i I just don't think it fits very well with our with our metaphors and our presentations of the gospel um whereas actually this is i think a much more relational image which is perhaps yes. which is perhaps helpful yeah yeah fair enough um let's think about what we would improve um interesting isn't it we've we've had a you know we've been through quite a few of these songs now and quite often they are yeah, these kind of classics that have been around for we say tw- you know usually in the ccl like sort of 20 30 yeah. years or something isn't it and this one's much new and and, and strangely you sort of feel much more comfortable about <laughs> critiquing it in some ways because of that um i guess the thing i want to just just bring out is the this is just the line in the chorus it says this is amazing grace as i'm failing love that you would take my place that you would bear my cross and it's that line bear my cross and every time i sing it i sort of think yeah i know what you mean but you sort of don't quite mean bear my you, you kind of mean bear my sin on the cross or or because actually Jesus says to us, "Bear, you know, you have to bear your cross." And it, certainly, he did bear a cross, but it's sort of—it's not really quite enough to say that without ju- just kind of carrying the cross. It's actually being on it, mm. isn't it? And and it's interesting when when Phil Wickham talks about it in the um, in this video I was I was watching. He he literally says, "You know, it's about you know when he's literally reading the lyrics out. When he gets to that bit, he says, oh, and he took our place on the cross and bore our sin.' Yeah, and that's how he understands it. And so there's a it almost misses the." I, yeah, and I think that, that that's probably an issue with this song generally is that I think it it sort of assumes that you're a Christian, that you know everything about the gospel, that you know you've got all of this background, and then it sort of reminds you of a bunch of things. You know, you remember when Jesus took our place and bore our cross. Um, yeah. And, you know, you were saying, I, and I agree, there's a, there's a good structure in the kind of question and answer s- s- sort of s- um, structure of it, but... I can't help thinking that the verses are quite random. We sort of go from sin and darkness. His love is mighty and so much stronger. So much stronger than what? I'm not quite sure that what that means. Um, you know, and we jump from the orphan ruling the nations with truth and justice, shines like the sun. And all. It To me, and, you know, maybe, you know, it's been picking out bits from Psalms and things. I don't particularly disagree with any of the lines, but... I don't yeah. really see the progression through the song and why one line follows the other. Um, I think that's the sort of thing that doesn't bother some people. They're prepared to sort of, you know, have a song which which kind of jumps from one thing to the next. But for me, I, I struggle a little bit. I think I sort of struggle a little bit to know when I would use this song. I'm not quite sure what it's saying and what, what its themes are really. And so that's <laughs> that's why I'm sort of probably still hesitant to use it. <laughs> there we go tell it like it is it reminds me of um actually when we looked at the reuben morgan one as well do you remember the everyone everyone what's everyone need (laughs) 
everyone needs, everyone needs uh, compassion. Everyone, everyone needs breakfast. <laughs> everyone needs a good breakfast. Everyone needs compassion. And that that, that again feels like a sort of a list. Yeah. And then it comes together into a strong chorus. Yeah. Um, and obviously that can work, can't it? But then you're always left wondering. I wonder how much better the song would yeah. be if it re- if they'd really nailed the way this the flow within yeah. it would it, you know would it somehow speak more would it feed more would it inspire more I um, I can't I mean we talk about this as a you know a modern classic I I am not sure how long this will stay around it feels like the kind of song that will be on the shelf for you know a few years and then and then it will kind of fade as another one and, and maybe that's fine but I think if it had a really strong progression in the verses, um, it might have a bit long, more longevity. Let's move on to the 12 Song Challenge. 12 Song Challenge. September's challenge was to write liturgy songs, and those were songs inspired by some of the more liturgical forms of worship. So taking some of the set prayers that exist, some of the set orders, and either setting them word for word or taking inspiration from them and paraphrasing them into a a, a new song which does the same kind of role within the, the journey of worship. Yeah. So we've had a go at this, and so have you lot out there, and you've been writing some stuff. I, th- I think it's been good quality, hasn't it, what we've seen? Yeah, really good. This time. I actually, um, I actually wrote, a liturgy song on Sunday night while we were rehearsing for the service. Good work. Because I just thought I wanted something. I basically it was like a prayer response. Basically, have mer- it just said, "Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord, on us." And just wrote a little tune, and we used it as a prayer response. It's really useful. And but yeah, it, it did exactly that job. Yeah, I think I think those little, you know, they don't have to necessarily be very long. I know um, there's a bit of a difference between the way someone like Teze would use a song and they would repeat and repeat and repeat the same short phrase. But if you read um, the Iona community's materials, some people might know John Bell. He actually says, you know, don't use our material like that. Um, you know, yeah. sing, sing. So they've got um, simple songs like, come all you people, come and praise your maker. He says, you know, sing them twice, then move on. <laughs> you know, use yeah. them as sort of punctuation almost uh, throughout the service. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a sort of standalone item that lasts seven minutes, no, does it? No, it, and and it, and I think as well, thinking about these things, you know, you used your thing in the context of prayer. Yeah. But, you know, you can use it in the context of gathering or in the context of, um, you know, a, a creed or a, a response. or So th- these things don't have to be epics. Um, they yeah. can just be sort of punctuating your time. I really liked... Um, Liesl Stanbridge uh, has written something. They got um, excited by the idea of um, drawing from the words from the Nicene Creed and other yep. liturgy connected with Christmas. Uh, and also they've got themes in here from First John. Um, but they've written, um, they've written it for uh, two choirs to do at Christmas. So they've got a kind of con- contemporary choir, and uh, sorry, a traditional choir and a gospel choir. And both of them are singing together. So to begin with, it starts... Uh, we're not going to play the recording, but if people are interested, they can go on the forum. If you if you want to be part of the forum, it's um, go to 12songs.resoundworship.org and you can sign yourself up and Joel just needs to click a button saying, yes, we agree. And I might have to check your reel. Yeah, check you're a human, not a robot. Uh, but um, but then, you know... Um, you can you can look at the forum and you can you can be part of it too and post your own songs and um you know looking at this one um that it starts quite traditional 
uh, and then it moves into this kind of swung section as well. And I just uh, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great mix of different types of words. They've got some uh, Latin in there. They've got some words from John. They've got some words from the Nicene Creed. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just really well done. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? And then I picked out this one from um, Adam Parks. Um, he has taken a... It's the Methodist Covenant Renewal Prayer. Yep. And he's really worked on it. And he's um, and he said this one. Let's have a little listen to this one. Mm. done a lovely job i i thought i knew the prayer i haven't actually looked up the prayer itself but i wow i found those words so inspiring chat moving even just then yeah I'm listen to it it's a lovely bit they're quite um I, i've used the prayer once or twice and they're quite strong mm. words i think that's the thing that i often i've noticed is that they are really take all of me god and you almost feel like you want to say to people you know think about whether you want to yeah. say this or not because actually it's quite a lot to say um but i think having a, a song particularly this feels like a responsive yeah. song doesn't it it feels like a after the talk type song um and i think he's set the words really, really nicely. yeah lovely i find the um in that chorus lay me aside for you exalt me high for you or bring me low for you i d- i love this idea of i wouldn't think of saying it Exalt, you know, is it not one mm. of the options, Lord? Is it exalt me high or bring me low? Yeah. The point is, it's up to you. Yeah. And that, that expresses it so yeah. well. So I think it's a really good job. Well done, Adam. Um, I I had a, it's a lovely melody as well. It's a lovely feel. I'm, I, I like so much about it. I could only really pick out maybe one or maybe two bits that I thought he could just maybe do a tiny little tweak on, um, which uh-huh. is actually, it's literally just the opening two notes. Because actually it's in it's in mm-hmm. um, it's in D or it's in B minor and it starts on a D which is a really high note to start. I it's about up there, isn't it? Yeah. And my th- yeah. throat's a bit. I am I am no longer. Maybe it's not that high, but anyway, it's the morning. Um, <laughs> and it does two things there. One is actually it's quite a difficult way in being so high, and the other is that he's he's got this dotted yeah. rhythm of I am no longer. 
longer. So you've got this really long I at the beginning, which sort of goes counter to the whole song, which is I'll just sing I mm. about, I'll just sing about me for ages. Yeah. <laughs> and so I wondered whether actually just straightening that out so it's on crotchets, I am, mm. and actually starting on the B instead of the D. So you just do it, you go up to the B mm. to then to the D to do a tune. Um, let me just see what key we're actually in here. Yeah, that's about right. I, so you go, I am no longer do do. So you just do a, mm. you come in a little bit lower, but then you jump up, which actually is quite a nice, nice thing, and then you can carry on your little tune. So it was my, my little suggestion. Yeah. Only a little suggestion, but. Yeah, it's a good suggestion. So well done, Adam. Uh, we really like that. Again, you know, this month we're going to tell you about the, the challenge that's coming. We'd love to hear your stuff, uh, for you to share it on our forum as well and and comment and Sam and I try and get in there. We've pretty much done pretty well this month. Actually, we've gotten in commented on everybody's songs, I think, more or less, unless they've come in the last day or so. Um, so do, and if you're still working on something, do share it because you can still go back a month. Um, right, at the moment of truth... Uh, Sam Hargreaves, how has your writing month been? Uh, Well, I probably should confess that this song uh, actually was written a little bit earlier than this month. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm still working on this a bit. Um, It's based on the opening. People will probably know this if they're in an Anglican church or a a liturgical church, uh, the opening of the um, communion prayer. Uh, that starts uh, the Lord be with you and also with you the Lord is here his spirit is with us lift up your hearts we lift them to the Lord let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right to give him thanks and praise I always thought those were Mm. brilliant words um, either to start this you know time of communion Eucharist means thanksgiving so you get that sense of let's give thanks but also you could as much use those at the beginning of a a, you know regular service especially if uh, you were in a sort of non-liturgical church typically um, it, it could be a really powerful way to just bring, bring, begin the whole service. Yeah. So shall I play you where yeah, I've yeah, got to with this? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. All right. Hold on. He is here. The Lord is here. with us His Spirit is with us He is here The Lord is here He is with us His Spirit is with us Lift up your our duty and our joy He is here The Lord is here The Lord be with you And also be with you Let us give Give thanks to the Lord our God. 
it is right to bring our thanks and praise to the Lord our God. It's our duty and our joy to the Lord our God. It is right to bring our thanks and praise to the Lord our God. It's our duty and Woo! Well done, Sam. Thanks for sharing that. I really like the the way it's kind of slow to get going. It has a kind of atmosphere. When when you sing "He is here," it just just let it ring. You just let it rather than leap in and start saying a whole load of other stuff. And the response is just to say, "Yes, the Lord is here." Um, I think that's good because it, it it captures it. It's evocative, and I could see exactly what you mean about being able to do it at the beginning of. Um, communion or even just at, in some respects anywhere in a service at the you know if you want to move into a time of worship in a much more reflective way i think it'll be good and i love yeah. the way it lifts um when you go to that f chord on the lift up your heart so you go to chord four that's got that's like it's quite sort of refreshing mm-hmm. at that moment and you feel it's moving and then it does this nice kind of shape to the, it is right to bring our thanks a nice shape to the melody so it's yeah loads of really good stuff about it um i have a couple of thoughts for you thank you if you're interested um uh-huh yeah I, please uh just quickly working backwards i wondered whether right at the end of the what I'm calling the chorusy bit. It's not really a chorus, is it? But it's sort of. It's our duty and our joy. I wonder if that should be. It is our duty and our joy. It sort of feels like contraction feels a bit clumsy. It's our duty and our joy. Um, so to the Lord our God, it is our duty and our. Might just give a slightly more oh, okay. solid little rhythm. Something to play with, I think. Yeah. Um, I That's thought as well. You know, you've got that second section with the Lord be with you and also be with you. Yeah, I don't know if it needs it. I mean, I see you're adding a, something in, but it's just kind of yeah. The Lord be with you is a slightly funny phrase, anyway. I think as it is, He is here. The Lord is here. For me, it feels stronger without going to that. Um, yeah, and yeah, then you could be right. I think the main then just two thoughts about that the, the response a bit because I think it's I, I, He is here. The Lord is here. That the He is with us and the the us melody both times is a little bit. Certainly the second time on the Spirit is with us is a little bit discordant. And I just wonder whether you ought to find a slightly different, another note there or a different shape for that melody. So you land, land somewhere just a little bit sweeter. Because rather than it sort of landing and having tension, mm-hmm. it just feels a little bit like it hasn't quite got there. Um, I haven't got my guitar, as you all know, so I can't play it for you. But I think but um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I feel like I want to play with it. I, I feel, I mean, it's interesting because I, I think I started writing on the piano and I don't really play the piano, but I had this little piano motif going um, and playing it on the guitar, it actually feels quite different. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, I, I, I think what I think I'm going to do is sit, sit down with the guitar and try and work out some really strong melodies yeah. that, um, that, that do definitely yeah. sing well. Um, I th- in a way, I f- I almost wonder whether my little piano part was was being a bit yeah, of a distraction could be. to me. Could be, couldn't it? The, the other could thing happen. I thought was just worth a try is exactly what we talked about earlier in um, This Is Amazing Grace. Just to try moving mm. so you don't have the emphasis on he is here. He Because even though in a sense, of yeah. course, that's the, that's the, that is the emphasis. It's not how you say it. And I wondered whether you could 
what would happen if you just moved the whole line back and you ha- and you landed on here? Mm. He, uh, he is here. Yeah. The Lord is here. Yeah. He is with us. His spirit is mm. with us. Um, and that might just unlock something as well. Great. So um, here is my effort. And this is one actually that I... I Thing. I said I got together with Matt Osgood and we, we started trying to do some stuff. So this is the sort of opening to worship bit that we took from the first few couple of paragraphs of the Church of England communion service and um, tried to kind of draw that, that meaning and encapsulate them into a song. It's become a kind of um, call to worship. And in front of me, I say straight away, it, it bears a certain resemblance lyrically to a, another well-known song. But then I suppose that's maybe that's always going to happen if you start trying to set a bit of liturgy. So... Um, Why don't we have a listen and then you can (laughs) tell me what you think. I think I really like the second part. I guess this is the sort of chorus part to call on your mercy. Um, I really like the sense of the the range of things that you're saying are being done in the in the service. You've got sort of unity, body of Christ, rest in your peace, feast on your word, and then to go in your power. You know this sense of sending as well. I think the chorus works really well. Um, I think it might be worth to go in your power. That mm. was an un unexpected um, note to go in your I think it was power yeah or something and I feel like you're kind of trying to avoid with this kind of lilting 6-8 feel I think there's a there's a danger of falling into cheese quite yeah. quickly um, and I think you're trying to avoid that but I just didn't think that was so um, obvious yeah um, where you were going there um, I think the verses are just a little bit concerned that they are reminiscent of a few other things. So you obviously mentioned the, in the name of the Father, yeah. which is going to come to people's minds. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that you've used the, the now we come rhyme. Yeah. Um, for To rhyme with son. I wonder if people will have that in their mind too much. And then also melodically, I was thinking the Stuart Townsend, you're the word of God, the father. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, that, that sort of, and so I'm not, I'm not sure. I guess it's up to you really to decide how much you're, you're concerned about overlapping with those things, but, but maybe try some other options for how the rhythm of the melody sits mm. or things like that, that will, 
that will 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 make it stand out. Um, because I think if something is too similar to another song, you end up thinking, "Oh, are we are we kind of overlapping a little bit here?" Yeah. Um, I think the chorus is so good, and that the the verse, you know, is worth working on to make sure that it's distinct enough. Cool. I'll take that. Thank you, Sam. No worries. Uh, Matt, are you listening? We need to have a look at the verse. Um, I could see that, actually. I was immediately beginning to just think about whether actually you can... Um, we've taken it very much word for word in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and so on, but actually maybe, yeah. you can, maybe you can mix it up a little bit. Yeah, fun. We'll be fun to keep playing with. We'll see what we come up with. Well, that's September wrapped up, and it's time to move on into the October Challenge. And this is an exciting one, because for the October Challenge, we're actually sort of um, teaming up a bit with our friends at Spring Harvest. And I shall just try and explain what has happened. So I got an email um, last was it last week, two weeks ago, um, saying that they're beginning to look for songs for the Spring Harvest songbook. So those of you who are not from the UK, if you don't know about Spring Harvest, it's one of the most popular Bible Weeks Christian conferences we have here it's been going for about 30 years and um the spring harvest songbook for years has been the place to get new songs because it's the only kind of contemporary songbook that's published every year there normally be yeah. sort of 100 or so songs and it wouldn't be packed with new ones and you'd look forward to it coming out each year i guess to yeah. a certain extent um now with being able to release stuff on the internet and so on times are changing but it's still this this place where where new songs appear and it's quite a if you want to take a snapshot of british worship each year you'd go to the spring harvest songbook and see what's in there wouldn't you so yeah um, so it's exciting and they often send us at resound an email just to say you know have you got any new songs to that we could consider for including and people like us send songs and independent just individuals send songs and so on and then um, well sam you've been involved haven't you in the, on the the panel that that, that selects the song so maybe you tell us a little yeah. bit about how it works so a little while ago, I think for about three years in a row, I was on the panel and what they do is they send you all the songs um, to listen to and you uh, yeah, you, you think a little bit about the theme for the year but also just generally what's going to make a, a good broad cross-section. Um, they put in a few less songs now. It's it's not such a big book, I think, because they're aware of the of, of the internet and stuff as well. But I think there's still something about having a book to flick, flick through, uh, which is really helpful. Um, and yeah, so a few years I was on that group and you, having listened to them, you bring them and you discuss them in the group and then you, you kind of talk about what's going to be included. Well, they tell you the theme and they say, so we're mm-hmm. particularly interested in songs on this theme. So we thought, well, the, the closing date is the 28th of October. This is when they want songs submitted by. We thought, well, why don't we put this out to the 12 Song Challenges? So we had a chat with the guys at Spring Harvest. They said, yeah, let's let's go for it. Let's see what we come up with. So we've got this exciting opportunity to write something around the theme, which I'm going to tell you in a moment. And then, you know, depending on how we each individually feel, if we feel like we've managed to write something, we won't all manage it, I don't think, because it's a fairly short um, time. We've already seen we don't always manage to get songs finished in that time. But if we do, then there's somewhere to send them um, for them to consider for inclusion in the book. So the theme for Spring Harvest 2017 is One for All, where they're going to basically be exploring the prayer of Jesus in John 17 in their Bible teaching. And they say that it's about how in God and by his power, um, the church can be unified so that the world might know Jesus is Lord. And they want to invite songs around that theme. So they've also got like a little intro video that they've done. If you go, if you Google Spring Harvest theme, 
2017 there's a little video kind of showing you about it and and, and that's it basically so songs around john 17 um i think this theme of of unity in the church is a really tricky one isn't it because my experience growing up is that the the songs that we sang that were about church unity really felt very cheesy yeah um i think we've possibly mentioned bind us together lord in the past as um particular um non-favorite of mine and um so i think it's it's worth saying that uh writing songs about you know unity in the church is probably not going to be easy because it could very easily end up sounding like heal the world or just something very um schmaltzy so maybe the the place to start is to is to really be digging into john 17 yeah and what god is uh what god is saying you know what jesus is saying through that yeah there's a lot in john 17 about glory isn't there it's about how the father is glorified in jesus and mm. jesus is glorified um through the people by through gathering the people that that god sent him to gather and so part mm. of our our unity is about glorifying jesus and maybe that's a kind of angle on it and also part of the unity as well is about being sent it's about um mm-hmm. he says as you sent me into the world i've sent them into the world and the whole preamble around that is that they should be one and that they should you know they should be united and so on so having a kind of mission emphasis to it, it again yeah. perhaps it stops it sounding twee mm. and, and makes it sound more it's part of our purpose it's um it's it's part of the means by which we might reach the world is actually achieving this kind of unity and rooting yeah. that not just in a kind of you know aren't we all friends but actually rooting it in this prayer of jesus which um is it's described as the high priestly prayer isn't it in john 17 yeah. it's, it's like a a lot of commentators think it's sort of supposed to be an echo a kind of a, i don't know what you call a four echo an echo that, that comes <laughs> first of jesus standing interceding for the church in heaven that it's uh-huh. more that you know the kind of language he uses in it it's almost as if he's already been glorified it's almost as if he's already gone to the father and that it's supposed to tell us not just about what he prays before the cross but what he continues to pray as he intercedes for the church and maybe there's mm. something there then which is about writing about the confidence that we have in this unity because it is it's built on on the prayer and intercession and the name and the character of Jesus rather than just our own efforts yeah because that that sense of unity it it's often mistaken for uniformity isn't it or at all yeah. agreeing or at all oh let's let's you know let's not worry about theological differences or you know character differences let's just you know pretend that that doesn't exist and you know let's all just be nice to each other but that's that's nothing to do with this passage which is you know our unity is in being in christ you know as christ is in god and um and so it's a much surer kind of unity and as you say it's a unity um being united in mission being united in being sent yeah um, so yeah it's, it's i mean just reading through the passage a rich passage so many great images and lines and yeah i'm sure there's lots that we can write songs out of i was thinking my my sort of one bit of advice um in terms of writing a theme song because i remember this is a number of years ago now but i used to do stuff at the keswick convention Mm. And um, one year, the theme was called Truth on Fire. It's a very kind of mm. Keswick um, <laughs> theme, Truth on Fire. And so I decided to write a song where the, the main landing line of the chorus was Truth on Fire. And then built mm. the whole thing around that, which is about the, the, the word of God and the power and strength of it and so on. Um, and I think just if you're writing something as a kind of a theme song, 
for something and this applies not just for this spring harvest thing but anything in your church is sometimes you know you go go through john 17 and just find that one line which is mm-hmm. going to be your central line to it what's it going to be is it going to be um now father glorify me in your presence is it going to be make them one is it going to be and 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 possibly even kind of start with your chorus idea start or start with your landing place Mm. and and pin that down and then structure the other things around that because otherwise what can happen is you just sort of start to write from the beginning of the chapter and gradually meander along and they think oh i've got to sum this up somehow into into a chorus maybe actually start with your summary yeah one like because there's some beautiful language in here and i'm thinking as well if you're the in the context of a theme song to have it so rooted in a line from the scriptures that's the thing yeah. that you sing out. Yeah. I think it makes it really strong. It makes it really immediate as well, doesn't it? Yeah. I think, you know, we need um, a degree of, whether humility is the right word as well, but, but realism as well. I think there's a danger that I've sat down with thing, things like this before. Like, right, I'm going to now write the song that's going to be echoing around Spring Harvest you know, every week of, you know, Skegness and Minehead. Skeghead. Skeghead, yeah. <laughs> That's when they amalgamate the two weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what they call uh, you after you've been to Skegness. Indeed. Um, Skeghead. But, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, rather than necessarily thinking, right, now I'm going to sing the song they're going to, you know, finish every night with. Yeah. But actually to just have a, a bit more humility and say, like, let's let's write a song that will serve the local church. Yeah. Uh, my experience of, of the event and of also being on the songbook group is that you're not necessarily looking for these enormous anthems or something which sums up all the teaching of the week in one song. But what you are looking for is songs that are, you know, true to the scripture, are useful worship songs, are, you know, on theme, are singable. Um, those, were the, those were the things that we were more interested in than necessarily because in some ways it's it's hard to know you know sometimes theme songs emerge but it's it's hard to know before the event or before you know you start writing what is really going to take off what is going to be popular what is going to summarize what god is doing um so i would say you know yes there's this spring harvest um theme that we're, we're working towards but um also you know keep keep rooted in your local church keep rooted in you know writing a good song for the church and i think that that will then communicate yeah absolutely um we put more details on the forum about how you can about what they're looking for and how you send how you send your submissions to them so um it's a good incentive to go on there and also the forum is there for you to share these and um you know critique one another and encourage one another and, and help refine um over the next few weeks so that's the place to go 12 songs.resoundworship.org um if you get stuck, give us an email on info at resignworship.org and we'll help you out there. Um, yeah. Sam, I wanted to ask you just another question. You know, you said you used to be on the, the panel for helping select the songs for the Spring Harvest Songbook. And mm-hmm. you're obviously a very discerning um, uh, song selector. Um, but did you ever turn down anything that went on to be <laughs> a, a real classic? I'm sure, um, I'm sure I did. I certainly remember... Um, you know, good friend Geraldine Latty, uh, who's, you know, very much involved with us at Resound. Um, remember one of her songs called Shout It. And it was a really groovy um, Latin vibe. I really like the themes, but she, every chorus is different. Um, mm. And I remember sitting in the group saying, 
oh gosh, I, I really think she needs to decide on one chorus rather than have three different choruses. Um, and sort of, you know, mentioning maybe we should feed back that to Geraldine and see if she wants to change it and, and that kind of thing. And then, of course, you know, inevitably that song is absolutely fantastic. And I've used it myself and I've seen <laughs> Geraldine use it, you know, yeah. many, many times and just get a brilliant response. And it really, you know, actually adds to the <laughs> it adds to the song that there are three different. Well, actually, how, did of, you put it in the book then? Did, did, were you, yeah, it, were went, you, it went in the book. But they I didn't just really remember listen sitting, to you, did they? No, no, no. basically, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to listen to you this time, Sam. We'll we'll try anyway. Um, and uh, that's our our October challenge. So, songs based on John seventeen on a theme of unity and mission, one for all. Um, get on the forum, share them with each other, and there's details there. If, you know, if you manage to write one in the next three and a half weeks, then you can um, you can potentially submit it to Spring Harvest. They'll have a look. It's not a competition. There's no guarantees. But uh, mm. they're definitely open to it and they're keen to hear the kind of things that have been writing and from our kind of broad range of songwriters involved in the challenge. So we've reached the end of episode 22. All that remains is for me to introduce our featured song. And this month, the featured song is going to be a special sneak preview. This has not even gone out on our website. It might not even do for a week or so. We're going to launch it as well, I think, at our October event, because I think it's going to be a great congregational song of Come and Worship Christ the King by new writer Chris Juby, who's based up in Durham. And I really like this song now. I mean, I spent quite (laughs) a bit of time with it because I think it's catchy. I think it's singable and it is seriously Christological. I know that that's a long word for the end of a podcast, but it's just, it's all about Christ. And I love having a song that is so rich and so strongly Christological and yet has a really kind of poppy vibe that I feel like you can, you can just sing joyfully, uh, but it's going to feed you as well at the same time. So I'm delighted to share this with you. This is kind of the pre-mix. So you get a kind of a bit of a a sense of how it sings. Really grateful to Tom Holmes from St. Michael of Belfry. He does this thing, Belfry Music as well um and uh, for singing it for us and um we'll listen to that as an outro so do get in touch with us in in, uh, in the meantime um with your questions and comments you can get in touch via facebook.com slash resoundworship.org on twitter at resoundworship or you can email us podcast at resoundworship.org until next time bye bye bye
Christ, I 